0: Well, studies show that there are all sorts of benefits to showing gratitude. Our physical and psychological health are improved by our gratefulness. Plus, relationships get impacted. It's something Dr. Joni Debrito knows well. With more than three decades of experience as an educator and a licensed mental health professional, our guest has seen firsthand the impact of our gratitude. This morning, we are revisiting a conversation with Joni Debrito. One of the things that we love to do with our guests before we kind of dive into the content, which this morning we want to talk about gratitude. Right now, professionally, you are doing what?
1: So right now I'm actually doing coaching for the counseling department at Focus on the Family, and that's coaching for their Hope Restored program, Mm -hmm. which is a program that works with couples that are experiencing distress in their marriages and helps them to come together and learn to be better as a couple and work through the issues that are going on so that they can move forward and have a healthier marriage. Yeah. So what got you into that area? So I've been a dually licensed mental health professional for for over 35 years. And my areas of specialty are crisis and trauma and marriage and family. And prior to this role at Focus on the Family as Director of Parenting and Youth, and I decided that it was time to retire in May of 2021. And I retired and about a week later, the director of counseling called me back and said, hey, we'd like you to help a little bit with Hope Restored.
0: Yeah, so Joni, we wanna talk about uh, gratitude today. And mm-hmm. even though there's plenty of times, the topics that we talk about and the words that we use have a common definition, but sometimes you, there's this, you know, it's just always, I always find it helpful to kind of go back and go, let's define what we're talking about here. So okay. when we start talking about the word gratitude, how would you define gratitude? I
1: was say that that's feeling thankfulness for things in our lives, things that we have, or feeling thankfulness toward other people.
0: Mm, yeah. So it's kind of taking that pause, right? To notice and appreciate the things that we have. And a lot of times we can take those things for granted.
1: Absolutely. There are so many things we take for granted, especially this time of year Mm. when people are thinking about giving and getting. I personally love to give more than I like to get. It just brings me so much joy. But some people are really focused on what they're going to get. And that tends to make people feel disgruntled if they don't get things instead of really being grateful for what they already have
0: Joni lots of us think about the concept of gratitude we think about it from Uh a a layman's standpoint right we're just people but you've professionally processed through gratitude so like practicing gratitude scientifically is proven to affect like our mindset and health, is that correct?
1: Absolutely, there are multiple physical, social, psychological, emotional benefits. So things like lowered stress, Boosts in your immunity, lowered anxiety, lower depression, better social relationships, etc. And those are things that make sense. But actually, a lot of research has actually shown that there are changes in the brain when people mm. routinely express gratitude and focus on what they are grateful for.
0: I kind of think about that as you were kind of sharing there, Joni. I was thinking about that verse. It says, "Guard your heart with all diligence, because from it flow the streams of life." Right? And there's Mm -hmm. I've heard lots of people use that verse, and it does mean lots of different things. It has lots of different applications, but this seems like a very appropriate application for that verse as well. Like if you maintain that heart of gratitude, life is going to flow out of it and bless you in in numerous ways.
1: Right. And this is a place where gratitude, uh, the issue of gratitude and science has caught up with the Bible because Mm. the Bible talks often about the importance of expressing and feeling gratitude in all situations, including when you're suffering. So as Christians, it's really an obedience act. To think about gratitude and express gratitude because we are called to do that in all situations,
0: I remember years ago, just kind of processing through God's calling god's God's commandments, and it's easy for us to lose sight of the fact that uh, God's commandments are good, like anything He tells us to do, it's for our good and His glory, right? So God's called to us His command to us to be grateful. It has great impact to it.
1: Yes, and I always think about the fact that God is our Father. Mm -hmm. And as if you think of most fathers, most fathers want the best for their children. When people have this image of the punishing God, that's Mm -hmm. not really consistent with the character of God. So when God asks us to do things or makes commandments of things we shouldn't do, that's out of love. That's not out of this punitive punishment. Mm -hmm. It's out of, this is going to help you. This is going to help you be a better human being. This is going to help you develop more dependence on me and so forth.
0: Joni, I remember a number of years back, just kind of processing through the difference between feeling grateful and actually expressing gratitude. So I'd love for you to kind of talk about those two things.
1: Well, you have to feel the gratefulness first in order to think about expressing, but the expressing is a very important point because it's like anything else. You can think about losing weight, but unless you put it into practice, it doesn't really do much, Mm -hmm. right? And it's the same thing with gratitude. You can think about being grateful, for instance, for your spouse or a friend or or a family member, or maybe just a situation that's come into your life. But it's expressing that that really gives it life. And especially if you are expressing gratitude to a person, that's life giving to them. Because there are plenty of experiences that we have in life where we are put down and criticized, maybe not constructively, criticized, but in very negative ways criticized. And we know that for every critical statement, it takes about five to seven positive statements mm-hmm. to to wash that out of people. And so it's so life-giving. And it's also kind of the gift that keeps on giving and it's reciprocal because if I say something to you, hey, this is what I appreciate about you, you're likely later on or maybe at that moment to say, this is what I appreciate about you. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of goes back and forth and sets that tone of being grateful rather than being disgruntled in life.
0: I love those times where uh, I feel prompted to go, you know what, I'm having this really wonderful thought about somebody. And versus just having the thought, but to like text them out and just go, hey, uh-huh. right now, just so thankful for who you mm-hmm. are, and just having some really great thoughts about you. And I thought, man, let's not uh, let those go to waste. Ooh, this share yeah. those with you.
1: That happened to me recently, and it was this shocking, beautiful moment because for a very long time, just because I have worked with so many people and seen the damaging effects of criticism Mm -hmm. and the life-giving effects of gratitude that I've made a practice of talking to people in my life. This is what I notice about you that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. And just recently, someone said something back to me, and it was the craziest thing. It was like, I never thought of that. And it was just this really fun aha moment. Mm -hmm. I so appreciated that person going out of his way to say that nice thing that I wanted to say something, not make up something just to say something back, but really stop and think, what do I appreciate about him? And it made me stop and think Mm -hmm. and then be able to say back to him, this is what I appreciate about you.
0: Joni, talk to us about the impact of personality in this whole aspect of gratitude because I you know, I think some people have, kind of a natural upness to them, positivity to them, Uh kind of gratitude It's a lot easier for them to express gratitude. Some people Uh tend to be a little bit more just by personality, even somewhat glass half empty kind of person, which actually is helpful sometimes to see, know the risks of things. So that vantage Uh point brings some things to the table that are helpful at times, Yeah, but it can make gratitude a challenge. So what role do you see personality play in this whole area?
1: Well, obviously for those people who are more naturally optimistic it's just easier. It's something that comes more natural for people who are more of maybe kind of the E or personality. Mm-hmm. Things are not going so well, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. They have to be much more intentional. And what we do find with people with those personalities, we don't want to squelch their natural personality because as you mentioned, there are some positive things yeah. about that. I have a family member who I would put in that category. What I appreciate about him is that he's so about things that often his thoughtfulness gets him to a point of being sad about things that are in the world. Mm. So, what I've said to him is, I appreciate how thoughtful you are and I appreciate that you think so deeply about things. But I've also said... I realize that for you, it's a bit of a challenge to find the, the half full, but I challenge you to do that. So encouraging them to really start looking for places to be intentional about finding gratitude and then also expressing it.
0: Joni, I'd be curious, like, how does gratitude impact our relationship with others around us?
1: Well, obviously it tends to build trust. So if you're in a relationship with someone and you're frequently expressing genuine gratitude, and I stress genuine mm, gratitude, I'll get back that. to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to build trust. People are going to want to be around you. Most people don't like to be around Debbie Downers. You right. know, I do want to mention two things. Number one, it has to be genuine. So most people really recognize when gratitude expressed is genuine or when it's just coming from kind of a, almost like a nauseatingly nice place. (laughs) So that's important. But the other piece is, We are all going to experience a lot of suffering in our lives. That's promised to us in the Bible, and we just know as human beings that things go up and things go down. And I don't want it to sound as if you should always just be expressing gratitude. It's really important when you have real things to be sad about, maybe even devastated about the loss of a family member. People need to give themselves permission to grieve. And typically, if people do give themselves permission to grieve or feel bad or just sad or whatever, out of that very naturally comes this gratitude. Almost always, if people don't shove things under the rug and they actually cope with them, at some point, they'll get to that point of saying, you know, that was really awful. And yet, I see some good things that came in out of that. So you have to have that genuine expression of a range of emotions so that you can cope with feeling bad when you feel bad i don't want to give the impression that every day you're supposed to feel only gratitude mm. because if that's the case you're you're not living an authentic life mm. so that's important that grieving and that dealing with your your sad emotions angry emotions etc and often that will lead you to a path toward gratitude
0: yeah rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep right
1: yes that's exactly what it is Joni, let's talk
0: about parenting, right? So, obviously, all of us would want grateful kids <laughs> and, and not entitled kids. Sometimes, if we're not careful, even in, in our parenting, we can kind of be feeding entitlement versus gratitude. But, yeah, I would love some any insights that you have on that uh, for parents today on how to help foster the gratitude in, your, in their kids.
1: Well, I think, first of all, um, it's important to be a parent that – Uh, is kind and open and honest with their children, but also sets appropriate limits. So um, if they misbehave, they understand what the consequences are and you follow through. That actually helps kids to learn that there are limits to behavior. And entitlement is kind of like joy gone amok. It's too much. And it's because kids haven't been limited and they haven't been taught (laughs) that there are limits to what they can have, can't have, et cetera. Um, I would also say that getting into the practice of family, your family serving other people who have less than you do, or who are struggling for whatever reason, is really important. It's hard for children to recognize what to appreciate in life until they see what they might not have been living with. that you know the things that they have that they might not have had, and they're very uh, lucky in some cases, and very blessed in all cases to have some of the things that they have that other children don't have. And when I say that, I'm not necessarily just talking about possessions. I'm talking talking about an actual family. I mean, we know plenty of children are orphaned. I'm talking about a roof over their head. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the love of a family that's accepting and loving unconditionally instead of abusive or instead of living in a family with a lot of alcoholism or that sort of thing. So, you know, really young children, you want to expose them to serving in the way that they can, but as they get older, especially middle school teenagers who are starting to recognize what actually happens in the world, exposing them appropriately, age appropriately to experiences that can help them see how much they have to be grateful for.
0: So, Joni, we talked earlier about the impact of gratitude on our relational world around us. So, mm-hmm. let's talk about gratitude in its impact on our relationship with God, the one who created us.
1: I would say that the biggest thing that you find is that as people recognize the things in life that are not so good and recognize that they are maybe in the throes of a difficult situation, Um, really thinking about what is there to be grateful for here? What might God be teaching me is a first thought that that deepens the relationship with the Lord. Because most of us, if we've suffered a a very devastating event in our lives, as most people have, especially by the time you get to be my age, you can look back later on and recognize that as painful as it was, there were some good lessons that I learned. And that builds that dependence on the Lord during the really hard times. So it helps us to relate to God in a way that I have no idea, God, why I'm going through this, but I know you know, and I'm going to depend on you to take me through. And when I get to the end and figure out, yes, it was painful, and I could stand here till the end of my life and say, I wish I hadn't had to go through that. It was just too painful. And yet, this is what came out of it. And this is what I'm grateful for now. So I think it really, it really builds your dependence on the Lord, Mm. makes you have to wait and be patient and see what the Lord has in store.
0: Joni, people are listening this morning and they're Mm -hmm. thinking, I need to grow in this. I need to get better at expressing gratitude. What's a place to
1: start? Sure. So the first one would be that we all have a morning routine, whatever that is, getting up, reading the Bible, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, whatever it is, taking a shower. It's a really good idea to think about incorporating, thinking about gratitude, what you're grateful for and expressing gratitude into that morning routine. So maybe you think about, every morning I want to think about something I'm grateful for, for myself. And I'm going to do that while I'm brushing my teeth or I'm combing my hair after I take a shower or whatever. And I want to think of one person today and really think about that person and what I appreciate. And I'm going to make it a goal to communicate that today or tomorrow or in the uh, near future. But I want to do that. The other thing is that a lot of people who have trouble Uh, expressing gratitude or feeling gratitude, have anxiety. And anxiety is something that we can all identify because we all get it from once in a while. It's different from having an anxiety disorder. We all worry from time to time. And what are the words that come to our mind? what if, and then it's always the worst thing, what if my house burns down? (laughs) What if I lose my job and never, ever get another job in my life? Okay, We are always thinking, almost always thinking in terms of the most catastrophic ending. And those things rarely happen. It's been shown by research that only about um, 15% of the things that we really worry about come true, 85% of them don't. And so I always um, encourage people who have that kind of thinking, the what if thinking, make up cards, what if cards, and put that what if card on the front of the card. It says, what if, because I think that they're going to cut back at work. What if I lose my job and never get a job again? And then you card over. And on the other side, you say, what if I lose my job and get the most amazing best job I could ever possibly imagine Mm -hmm. to replace it? Because that is probably more likely than the one on the other side of the card. Hmm. And so, if people can start thinking in those way, ways, then they start realizing I actually have much to be grateful for.
0: Joni, are there things that we do to uh, inadvertently sabotage our gratitude, like are there things that we do that kind of hurt our disposition and perspective that uh, would lead us to ingratitude or lack of gratitude?
1: Yes. I would say the biggest thing is that we form unrealistic expectations. Hmm. So, um, I mean, I think that's just a human trait. I don't even think it has to do with personality. It's pretty much common for most human beings to get some pretty lofty ideas about what they might accomplish or the kind of person they might marry or what have you. And so it sows the seeds of bitterness and anger and being disgruntled when your expectations don't match reality. Mm. But in many of those cases, the expectations are really unrealistic. Yep. So what's good is if you have expectations about marriage or your children or what they're going to do or what kind of life you're going to lead or what you're going to accomplish or whatever you know you want to do in your life that you're, you have these very lofty expectations. Talk about those with a trusted friend or family member or mentor or counselor. And usually the people around you that you trust will be pretty honest and say, That's a really neat goal to have. Let's talk about why it's kind of unrealistic. You know what? And that goes back to the question you asked about entitlement. This whole thing about you can be anything you want to be, that's just not true. Mm -hmm. Even with the greatest will. I know people love to think that, that if you just try your hardest and if you believe in yourself... X, Y, Z will come true. And there are some barriers that are out of our control that we just can't remove. There just are. And so, yes, we all know the examples of, you know, the five-foot-tall basketball player who made it into the NBA. Of course, we know those cases, but they're very few and far between. So it could be a physical limitation. It could be an intellectual limitation. It could be a limitation in resources, and it helps to really talk through your ideas so that you're not setting yourself up for failure and disappointment.
0: Well, Joni, thank you for sharing your insight with us today. You've given us a lot of important things to think about when it comes to how we express gratitude. Thanks for spending the morning with us.
1: You're welcome. It's been great talking with you.